Vincent van Gogh said, If you hear a voice within you say, You cannot paint, then by all means paint, and that voice will be silenced. Today, in Episode 6 of the Making Connections podcast, we are going to talk about what confidence is and what it isn't, and how you can learn to be confident. I spent most of my life working hard to build someone else's dreams, only to end up with no job, no severance pay, and only one week's notice. I vowed to find a way to build the dreams I had put on the back burner. The question is, how does a woman in her 60s build a successful online business from scratch while working a full-time job and without going into debt? This podcast is here to give you the answers. Follow along as I learn and share the best tools, resources, and connections to help you grow your own online business. My name is Sheree Miller. Welcome to the Making Connections podcast. What confidence isn't. It is not fake it till you make it. It isn't putting on a show or a false front. For many years, the number one fear people had was public speaking, ranking even higher than death. But a recent survey showed that public speaking has now dropped to 37 on the list, just above being afraid of the dark, and more people are actually afraid of clowns than public speaking now. And I totally blame Stephen King and It for that. I find it interesting that number three on the list is the dentist. With almost one quarter of Americans saying that that is their biggest fear. In case you're curious, snakes came in at number one, but I digress. Here's where I was going with this. You've probably seen someone get up in front of a group and try to pretend to be confident, and you saw right through it, right? The trick isn't to fake it, but to actually develop self confidence. So, what is confidence? It's believing in yourself, your ability to succeed and overcome challenges, and acting in a way that others believe it too. It isn't something you develop overnight, but with time and practice and a few easy exercises, you can learn to be more confident. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's acting in spite of fear. Franklin Roosevelt said it was understanding that there's something else more important than that fear. Nelson Mandela said it's the triumph over fear, and that the brave person isn't one who just doesn't feel fear, but one who conquers that fear. So, let's work on conquering our fears today. Are you ready? I think it's important to understand what you're afraid of. Are you afraid of failure, judgment, being wrong? lack of knowledge or skill? One of the first truths you need to realize, as Susie Kasem said, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. You know, Jim Rohn used to ask people at his seminars how many times on average a person will try something before they give up. And most people would guess pretty low, like one to three times. But the truth is, most people give up without even trying something once. They don't think they'll succeed, so they don't even try. Well, here is an undeniable fact. A horse can't win the race if it never leaves the starting gate. 
Another fact is, and I know I've mentioned this before, but it's worth repeating, we usually learn more from our failures and mistakes than we do from our successes. Now, you can also learn from the failure of others, which I highly recommend, because it's a lot quicker and less painful. But don't be afraid to fall. Babies do it all the time while they're learning to walk. Then they get up and they try again. It's the way we learn, whether we're 10 months old, 10 years old, or five times 10 years old. So don't be afraid to fail. And for heaven's sake, don't be afraid to be wrong. As Peter McIntyre said, confidence comes not from always being right, but from not fearing to be wrong. But I promised you some exercises, didn't I? The first thing to do if you want to be confident is to take a look at your posture. You want to develop a power stance. So stand up, stand tall, pull your shoulders back, put your hands on your hips and spread your feet into a wide stance. You want to take up some physical real estate with your body. If you're in a meeting or on a panel and you can't stand up, you can still hulk up and take as much space as possible. Cross your ankle over your leg. Well, maybe not if you're wearing a dress. And then spread your elbows out, maybe even with your hands behind your head. And when you speak, speak from your diaphragm. Not sure how to do that? Take in a deep breath without moving your chest and instead breathe into your belly and feel it expand. Then, when you speak, push the air out from your belly. This is how you project your voice. This is how you project power. The way you hold your body has a direct effect on the amount of power you project and how powerfully you act. And don't forget to smile. There's great power in a smile. You might not think that's true, but there's more strength in a quiet smile than there is in a loud, stern outburst. Remember the old saying, smile, it makes people wonder what you're up to. Not only will a smile put the people around you at ease, but it will also increase your level of confidence by releasing those happy hormones into your bloodstream. If you need that extra boost of confidence before you go on stage or into a meeting, try listening to a powerful, upbeat song. If you can blast it in your car and sing along on your way to the event, even better. But at the very least, put in some earbuds and listen to a high-energy song for an extra boost. You've heard how powerful Facebook Live is, but do you lack the confidence to actually go live? This is the best way to boost your connections and your sales. Make the most out of Facebook Live while it's still fresh, new, and exciting. Your clients can't fall in love with you if they don't know who you are. So jump in and learn ninja strategies that will skyrocket your lead generation. Sign up for Molly Mahoney's live video masterclass today at makingconnectionspodcast.com slash FBLive. Welcome back. Take on an alter ego. Todd Herman has devoted an entire book to this subject. The Alter Ego, The Power of Secret Identities to Transform Your Life. For an idea of how this works, think of Clark Kent and Superman. Clark Kent was a mild-mannered reporter until he stepped into a phone booth and was transformed into his alter ego, Superman. It was a complete transformation. Appearance, personality, abilities. Todd has worked with thousands of business professionals and athletes 
helping them to achieve their best, and this is one of the methods that he uses. He even used it on himself. Taking the Clark Kent slash Superman example in reverse, Todd started wearing eyeglasses to transform himself into his alter ego. The eyeglasses became his cue to modify his behavior. My friend Molly Mahoney, creator of Camera Confidence, teaches a similar method she refers to as the magic feather. She encourages her students to have a talisman of sorts, some sort of a physical object, a piece of jewelry, an article of clothing, something they can physically put on that signals the brain that it's time to shift gears. Think about what kind of symbol you could use that could have a personal meaning for you. Maybe a gift from a parent or a child, or maybe something like the Little Rock Marathon pendant I got after running my first marathon. When I wear that, I'm automatically reminded that I can do anything I put my mind to. So what could you use to make a mental shift? Be prepared. Some people are good at winging it, but honestly, most of us are far better when we take the time to prepare ourselves ahead of time. That means if you're giving a talk, you need to know what you're talking about and at least have the key points written out or committed to memory so you aren't trying to think of something brilliant to say when you're under pressure. It means preparing yourself physically. Make sure you dress the part. Maybe you're going to a casual event, but it's always better to be the best-dressed person there than the worst-dressed person there. Unless, in some bizarre way, that's your trademark, and then, hey, who am I to judge? But however you dress, you want to make sure you feel like you look good. And it might not be a bad idea to have someone you trust give you their opinion as well. Let's face it, some of us aren't exactly fashionistas. I feel most at home in jeans and combat boots, but that might not be the best wardrobe for some events. You've heard the saying, practice makes perfect, and it's true. So practice whatever it is that you need to do, even if you're just getting ready for a big date. And you don't have to just practice physically. As I discuss in episode two, what is neuroplasticity and why is it important? Visualization is incredibly powerful and your mind can't tell the difference between imagination and an actual event. One is just as effective as the other in creating new neural pathways in the brain. I don't have time to go into great detail on this next tip, but I will tackle it at some point in the future. One way to develop confidence is to take care of yourself physically. That means eating nutritious foods, getting physical exercise, and getting sufficient sleep. You just can't expect your body or your brain to be firing on all cylinders if you aren't taking proper care of yourself. Proper self-care is one of the weakest areas for so many of us. I will devote an entire future episode to this subject, but for now, just realize that to be your best and most confident, you need to take care of your physical being with proper food, exercise, and rest. And plan to fail at something every day. Yes, you heard me right. Just go ahead and plan to fail. Jia Zhang, author of Rejection Proof, TED speaker and owner of Rejection Therapy, set out on a mission of being rejected for 100 days in order to overcome his fear of rejection. Some of his stories are pretty funny. You know, he set out to ask total strangers for totally random things, like $100, 
or a burger refill, or a haircut, or to swim in their pool. Things you would expect someone to say no to immediately. The funny thing is, some people actually said yes to his bizarre requests. Now, you may not want to take this experiment to that much of an extreme, but the goal here is to learn to take failure and rejection in stride. Learn from it, grow from it, and develop confidence in the process. Blake Lively said, The most beautiful thing you can wear is confidence. And it's true. Practice being decisive every day. You know how most people can't make the simplest of decisions? Where do you want to eat? Oh, I don't care. Well, what are you in the mood for? Oh, it doesn't matter. Practice being decisive. Just make a choice. Be bold. As my friend Pam Morgan says, it's just one meal. I'm going to leave you with one final quote from Marianne Williamson. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? So go out there today and be brilliant, be gorgeous, be talented, and be fabulous. It's who you were created to be. Until next time. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. It's my goal to be brief, keep it fun, and give you the facts you need to succeed. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. Please take a second to leave me your five-star review. And hey, don't keep this a secret. Please, please tell your friends and share the podcast. Have a blessed day.